Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me. We continue our study on the Word Podcast in the book of Galatians. Uh, Has the Lord been stepping on your toes here some? (laughs) <laughs> no, he has on mine. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm getting choked up over it. And, uh, and just in the discussions I'm having with folks online and uh, in real time, as they say, face to face, it's amazing what the Lord is revealing to us. Uh, we really, truly have lived under such bondage in our life, even as true believers. And the Lord is beginning to set us free. And he's setting us free for purpose, not to where we can go around going, la-di-da-di-da, I'm free, I'm free. You know, that's, that's wonderful. But to where you realize that you know who you are in Christ and the freedom and the liberty. And out of that comes a boldness for the kingdom. Out of that comes uh, a desire to know the Lord even more, to know his word, to function completely and totally in the spirit, to abide in him in all things. And uh, otherwise, we get bound, and we get bound by the ways of man and the rules of regulations and the laws of man, and uh, we get quenched. We really do. So we've reached a point now. We've looked at the first, second, third, and fourth chapter of Galatians, and Paul has been speaking to these folks, and he's been dealing with the argument of the group of people we call the Judaizers, who have brought in a different gospel, and they brought in a different gospel to d- disturb the populace, and it did do that. And their whole agenda was to where the people would be, to where the people would come to them. Paul actually tells us that in Galatians. He says the whole reason for this is that that you will commend yourself to them, that they will have to go, uh, you will have to go to them for answers, et cetera, that kind of stuff. And he says that's not how it should be. Well, in the fifth chapter, he continues speaking of the, the wondrous things of freedom. But also what happens when you place yourself under the law. Now, he's speaking of the Jewish law and particularly uh, the sign of that Jewish, that law, that covenant, uh, which is the sign of circumcision. In Galatians 5, verse 1, it says this. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Now, folks, that right there is a profound statement. You know, we read over it. If you're not careful, you sort of gloss it over. But he declares that Christ has set us free. If you're truly a believer, you have been set free. And he set you free for freedom. He didn't set you free for bondage. He didn't set you free for fear, for worry, for anxiety. Okay, So many people I know uh, who claim to be believers and so many who I think truly are believers are absolutely bound with fear and anxiety. Okay, They're bound with it. And he's saying, no, the Lord has set us free, and he set us free for freedom. So, therefore, this is still verse 1, therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. He tells them to keep standing firm in your freedom. And it really carries the idea here, the connotation, that there's a battle here, that it requires resistance. Stand firm. Not just stand wishy-washy, not sit, but stand firm and do not be subject. Refuse to be subject again to the yoke of slavery. When that thought crosses your mind to go back into Egypt, as we might say, don't do it. 
when that argument sounds so good that that denominational headquarters is brought just like they did from Jerusalem, stand firm in the truth that you know of the grace of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and do not be subject again to the yoke of the slavery. Verse 2 says this, Behold, I, Paul, say to you that if you receive circumcision, Christ will be of no benefit to you. Woo, so now he's just getting down to the bottom, bottom, bottom line. He's saying, if you profess to be a believer and you profess to be saved by grace, but you're going to place yourself under the law and receive circumcision, then Christ is of no benefit to you. He's saying this. He's saying that you believe that your action and your deed is what is going to bring you righteousness into right relationship with God and that Christ is of no benefit, of no use. You are literally saying, I don't need Christ. I have the law and I have circumcision. And that's going to help understand in a couple of verses here that we are about to encounter that people always have problems with. And I think it's sort of a simple thing. Let's just look at it. Verse three. And I, Paul, testify again to every man who receives circumcision that he is under obligation to keep the whole law. Now, he's not talking about those who had already been circumcised, who had been in the law, but that were now saved. No, he's talking to those who were uh, Gentiles, who were considering receiving the circumcision. He says, if you do this, then let me remind you that you're under obligation to keep the whole law. You have to keep the whole law. And you're going to be living by law. You're going to be living by the deed. Then verse 4, you have been severed from Christ. <laughs> and boy, that is a that's a powerful term right there. You know, the whole thing with circumcision is cutting off the foreskin, right? He uses the term severed, cut off. He said, if you choose to cut yourself in this way and to cut off the flesh in this way, then what you're really doing is you're severing yourself from Christ. Listen to verse four again. You have been severed from Christ. You who are seeking to be justified by law, you have fallen from Christ grace. And boy, don't you know that people go wild over that verse right there. You have fallen from grace. And they say, well, you can lose your salvation. You can lose your salvation. That's not what that's saying right there. You cannot lose your salvation if you are truly saved. If you're truly saved, you cannot lose your salvation like you lose your car keys. You can quench the spirit. You can live in rebellion. You can sin, but not losing the salvation. Because here's why. The Lord calls us, and we are saved because he has called us. So the one who calls us is also the one who keeps us, okay? So we can lose our salvation, not. But what does it mean here? You have fallen from grace. What this means is that you have turned away from grace. You have turned away from saying that you're saved and righteous by belief in the Lord Jesus Christ and that wondrous act of grace on the cross, you have turned from that, and you're turning to be justified by the law. You have turned away from grace to that. Well, some people will say, well, does that not mean that, they have, that they've turned away from grace and they're no longer saved? No, if they'd actually turned away from that grace and placed themselves under the law to where what Paul has said here, that they were severed from Christ and that Christ was no benefit to them, then they never were saved to begin with. That's really important. They were never saved to begin with. Okay, uh, First John helps us with that because John was writing back, and apparently there were several people that had left the local gathering, and the people were grieving over it. And John said this, don't worry about it. If they had been of us, they would have stayed with us. The very fact that they walked away revealed that they weren't 
truly saved. You know what the strongest evidence is that you are truly saved? Quite often people say, oh, well, the, the works of the Spirit in your life, the fruit of the Spirit. Well, that's all wonderful. That's all great. The strongest evidence that you're truly saved is the fact that you persevere to the end. Okay, that you persevere to the end. That's a pretty common thing I'm hearing a lot among uh uh, older people that I know, uh, particularly two or three of them that are great preachers and, and writers and teachers, that their main goal where they are right now in life is to persevere to the end, to be faithful to the end, not to fail at the very end of life. That's how we know that we are truly, truly of the faith is that we persevere. Now, we can't do that in the flesh. We can't do that by law. We can't do that by regulation and rule and mandate. We do that by the Spirit. The Spirit is the one that empowers us to persevere to the end. So what he's saying right here to these folks is, if you go back to the law and you seek to be justified by the law, you're going to be severing yourself from Christ. Christ is going to be no benefit from you, and you're going to be falling away and turning away from the very grace that can truly save you. Sort of begs the question in our life, you know, what are we dependent upon? If you're sitting there saying, well, I've been a member of this church since 1938, uh, you better watch it, okay? You better watch it. You better make sure that your salvation lies in the grace of the Lord. Well, our time's up. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. Uh, pass the word to everybody. Y'all have been so good about this, about sharing the podcast and encouraging other folks to join us. And so keep doing that as we literally uh, just seek what the Lord is speaking to us. I'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.